Nice little heavy pour. Appreciate that. Yeah. Four fingers. Welcome, everybody. We're back. This is the fellowship. Thank you. This is your host this evening, Adam Hawk. How nervous are you tonight, Hawk? Not nervous at all. Let's get this going, He's man. He's been I'm in excited. show business for a long time. We had a great show last week. We, uh, uh, you know, burst our bubble, so to speak, and uh, popped the old cherry. And uh, are we allowed to say that? Sure. We just did. <laughs> yeah, well, we just did. And uh, we got we had Crano on last week. It was an in-depth conversation. And we realized, shit, we have a real show to host now. So um, I'm going to do my best to stop interrupting people. And Hawk, you just keep doing you. All right? I'll keep doing me. Cheers to that. Let's go enjoy the fellowship. Uh, that was uh, quite a time to be alive. Yeah, I would really like to undo my jacket button there, but that's okay. All right, Adam. In tradition, you know, we can... Go Thank ahead. you. Yeah, start start the show, host. Welcome back to the fellowship. There's no round of golf to talk <laughs> about this week, so no missing flats or anything like that. But it has been quite the week. We debuted episode one. To thank you all, 42 people that logged in to watch that first episode. Well, that was. I mean, we thought we were going to get some views, but 42. Fuck, that is like 20 more than we thought we were going to get, at least. Yeah, and so far the reception has been great, so we appreciate that very much. We're going to keep things going. We have an amazing guest. Cole Young is here. We're going to introduce him, tell you exactly who he is. He came bearing some amazing gifts. What did we get? Uh, I got a putter, which I needed. You got a club head cover. I think he offered to give you some golf lessons, too. I don't need those. <laughs> They've never worked. Why would they work now? But we're very excited to have Cole. He's going to uh, join us here in just a second. Um, the set looks a little bit different than it was last week. Uh, you just procured these amazing plastic ashtrays. Where did you get these? Truth be told, Walmart still sells um, ashtrays. They come in two sizes and three colors, white, black, and red. And uh, I think it was fitting to go with red um, since you're such a Tiger Woods fan. You know, and actually, Cole likes Tiger Woods too. So we're actually so there's two Tiger Woods fans left on the face of the earth apparently to talk a little Tiger Woods today, which I'm excited about. Hopefully, we have a jar of pills like Tiger likes because those seem to look like they work pretty good. Well, and I need some. I've had quite the day. We uh, have been tracking my heart rate all day. What's it at right now? Well, I don't. I'm not wearing it. it doesn't go with the outfit. He but took his Apple Watch off. It's uh, it's a Garmin. A lot of anxiety today because it's. One thing to do one good show. Like when a band has one hit, then you got to do it again. ish Now we have to do a second good show, which I think we're going to be able to pull off today. But this has been... Well, if we do, it's going to be no help to you. You've been a wreck all day. I'd it's... say all week. I've had a bad week. I was thinking about this driving in today. Um, I know we don't want to turn this into like a Saddam's, nation... uh, uh blog. I know, no. We don't want to turn it into a nation golf commercial, but... You and I had a disagreement about a certain visor that you designed. It's called the 1776. I thought that it would be a flop. I thought it was hideous. We sold like 16 in five minutes. And it was amazing. Yeah. And so I had to eat it on that, and then I had to tape up hat boxes all day. A lot of people don't know this. It's a two-man company, so when you buy something, uh, we also have to uh, warehouse it, ship it, fulfill it, mail it, all that stuff. So I was taping visor We're poor. Boxes. Well. We're poor. Buy from us. So I, I had to eat it on that. What are, you, uh, what are you most happy about with the 1776 selling? The fact that it's moving or the fact that I was dead wrong on it? 
that there's still some people that aren't scared of the American flag. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know well, what? let's just get into politics. You know, I think that's a good topic to jump right into, you know? I'd like to. Who'd you vote for, Adam? Well, if you don't mind, I, I actually think that it's kind of important <laughs> to talk about the current issues right now. If you want to talk about <laughs> Afghanistan and the Delta variant, we can do that right now. Turn your dial. <laughs> Before we get into that, which we're actually never going to get into, yeah. why don't we get straight to our guest? Because I'm super excited for this guest. This I've... is... Uh, you're doing, you've booked the first two guests, you bought, uh, brought on Eric Crane, you are responsible for Cole Young being here today. Before we do bring on Cole, how did you meet Cole? Um, well, before I talk about that, or even if I do, what I'd like to just say publicly <laughs> now... Is it that hard of a question? Yeah, oh no, I just <laughs> want to talk about something else, so I'm basically deflecting everything you just said and I'm going my own direction, you know? Um, for the course. I'm the resident guest, so just let me let me reside over here, okay? Reside. Um, great job with that intro, by the way. But uh, I'm, uh, you know, he invited me, Cole did, um, generously, to uh, be a part of a future show that he's doing that I haven't signed any contracts for and I haven't done yet. So I'm basically um, shooting my load a little early by inviting him on here, hoping that maybe uh, I can truly get that back scratched later. So... This episode is somewhat of a risk gamble kind of betting on myself. So, Cole, why don't you come, come join on, us? Come on, bring it in. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, so thank you. Cole. You can do yeah. the limbo there. Yeah, yeah. should I? Yeah. What do you want me to say? Oh, yeah, please. we're going to have you right here. here. All right. I warmed it up for you. Thank you so much. What's cracking, guys? What's cracking is you showed up. Um, you know, there's a saying in the South never ring the doorbell with your hands ring it with your elbows because your hands are full of gifts you brought a lot of gifts that was very hospitable of you uh so thank you so much for doing that i appreciate the putter of course i'm sure ryan appreciates the head cover as an indian wells head cover more than anyone will ever know never uh never come to a house empty-handed yeah that's right well, you know it's cool about that and uh, unfortunately i learned that at a way too old of an age but uh I was going to a, just a normal, or no, I was having a shindig at my house. And I love old people if you guys can't hurt them. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, like, bring everyone, you know, like, well, my grandma's, bring your fucking grandma, dude. Like, you know, so she comes in, and this was before my wife and I were married. And she walks in with a nice bouquet of flowers, and she walks, she walks up to me, and she's like, are you Ryan? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, uh, where's, where's your, uh, your, uh, she said it like something polite, like not, you know, gal, but she said something that is outside of my vocabulary. Where's your broad? Yeah, where's your broad? <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's right over there. And she walks over and she's like, for the lady of the house and hands me mm. the flowers. And I was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like thankful that I just quickly learned that that's what you do. You yeah, know, absolutely. I've used that since then, which is such a good move because it's similar to what Cole did. But when you show up to friend's house, especially if it's someone new, or someone you haven't even met yet, when you walk in with a bouquet of flowers and you hand it to the yeah. lady of the house and you present it to them, to the lady of the house, what a classy touch. Yeah. And you wow. learned that when you were 38? No, I was probably like 32. Oh, okay. Well, I learned that when I was 12. I was going to say, had I known that, I was just walking to Cotillion today. Yeah, how many times have you walked in and handed flowers to the lady of the house? Uh, not only have I done it dozens of times. I've never I seen have... it. You didn't do it when you came to my house and give my bride flowers. Oh, that's so funny because actually when I found out that your wife was pregnant, 
I drove to your house with flowers for her and a bottle of scotch for you. You know, so Adam, not I've, only have I done it, I've done it in front of you to your wife. You know, I've truth be told, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Yeah. No, no, we absolutely. Uh, that, that's that's a fact. But uh, Cole, you are Cole Young, aka Thick Owens, aka Metalwood Studio. So right. I don't want to bury the lead here. This show is about you. It's about your story. It's about who you are. Um, did you choose the name Thick Owens because you couldn't go with Young Kolsky because there was already a Young Bowski? Yeah. <laughs> shout out Young Bowski. I can't believe you just shout out Young Bowski. Shout Bowsky out Young right Bowski. You, you, you had me going. I don't know where the fuck you're going with that. <laughs> well, I looked at the name and I thought, how does he get Thick Owens from Cole Young? I love it. Thank you. I um, too. So much that. Uh, I'll get invited to weddings and people don't actually know my last name. So That's I'll get Cole so Owens on my name card. That's I, so I have tight. I have the been, world we live in now. Yeah. I've been referring to you as Cole Owens. He said, I corrected him seven For times. a week because yeah, right. I just thought maybe he goes by Thick Owens because it's the pandemic. He's put on some weight. Um, but where does the name Thick? You you haven't. You're a very slender, oh, tall gentleman. You. Um, you said you were going to do some sit-ups before this. It looks mm-hmm. like you knocked out 100. <laughs> um, Ish. Where does the name Thick Owens come from? Um, it's kind of just like a, like a cutty fashion joke. It's, there's a designer named Rick Owens that is very avant-garde. He's, um, dabbles in androgynous clothing. Androgynous, uh, for those that don't know, uh, they work both on male and female, correct? Correct. Great. But so I was, uh, working in the fashion world and, uh, there's like a meme account that's like making fun of Rick Owens. So, mm. but I liked Rick, Rick Owens for a bit. And then, uh, I was just chunky as a kid. So, oh, well, yeah. you grew into it. You look Thank great. You. Thank you for being here. And you, you're, you're talking now about fashion and this mm. is, this is what you do. This is what you're into. And I want to make sure that we paint that. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're a bit of a golf influencer at Metalwood Studios has grown. You know, maybe we don't like the word influencer, but what else would you call someone that is in the fashion space that has five-digit following uh, that's grown very quickly, um, and you are the name and face behind it? So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if there's a better term than golf influencer. I, no, didn't, I, I didn't want to say that. But I don't really know what it is. I think I get asked that all the time, and it's like, I'm just a guy. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So just a guy. <laughs> Let's. Uh, he's He's just a guy. So... Um, but, but fashion, what are you more geared towards fashion or golf? I mean, you're, you're, you're dressed fantastically. You got the coolest glasses on I've ever seen. He comes off like a fashion guy. I, I was most excited, not just to have you here on the show, most excited to see what you were going to show up. Oh. Thoroughly impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Let me uh, shout out to the behind the scenes crew. Nick, do we get, do, do we have a shot of these uh, boots right here? Can we talk about the boots? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also not just a video, but people will listen to the audio. So can you paint the picture for the people that will just be listening to the audio? I'm wearing uh, vintage Justin snakeskin cowboy boots. Wow. Where great. did you get those? Um, I think Goodwill, which is much where I get all of my stuff from. So Goodwill hunting is Goodwill. not just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> So that's called picking, right? You go on a good yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what goodwill? You're from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. You well, drove here. From, from San Diego originally. I've okay. been in Los Angeles for like 10 years though. So. And you're in Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a huge fashion scene down in Fairfax and everything. Uh, where do you uh, where do you do your uh, Goodwill picking? I uh, honestly, just because I haven't been going outside of my house, it's shopgoodwill.com. They have an online. Yes. No shit. It's an so it's got everything. everything? Yeah. Oh from my. and it pulls from like every goodwill in the country. Wow. Oh my god, you yeah. just you just set I up may have just the next... given up way too much free gas. No, you but... just you just <laughs> you just set up the next 45 minutes before I fall asleep for for eternity. Yeah. Cuz that's where I do my best stuff. Yeah. When I'm laying in bed just going. <laughs> for the viewers at home, there's a huge delivery truck behind our building right here and this is as authentic as it gets. Yeah. I will I got a question for you, Adam. Yeah. Did you think that two episodes in, we would have had on our stupid show, avant-garde used twice? No. When was it used the first time? Crano. Um, Crano used, used it. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I like. We thought that this show was going to be bullshit, and I think what scared us the first episode it was like, holy fuck, we need to get some people with real depth now. You know, sure. Thank you for coming, by the way. <laughs> if I'm being uh, honest, because we're this is a little out of our league, yeah. which is why you've been a wreck all day. No, yeah, exactly. I've been intimidated. I, I am kind of intimidated by you, Cole, and I'll get into that in a second. But I do want to be transparent with the audience because I feel like transparency <laughs> is the best policy when it comes to doing a show. Mm-hmm. What the hell does avant-garde mean? <laughs> what does um, it mean? Avant-garde is like anything that kind of just makes your butthole pucker a little bit. You're like kind of freaked out. You're kind of intrigued. I had an avant-garde day then. Yeah. You are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I play an avant-garde style of golf. Yeah. <laughs> it's very anxious. It's uh, I, I I wish it was more this relaxed. Guy, Sweating palms. This guy is not so, sure what's happening. Th- th- so so Hawk is the guy who's so worried about the first tee shot mm-hmm. that he's like, I'll, we'll be at Muni with our little group and stuff, and like I'd never hit balls, and I get I just I see it in the corner of my eye because like the range is like in your peripheral, and I'm just like I just see this like. And you're like, that's out of rhythm, and it's got my attention, and you look, and you're just watching this guy, and it's like, I don't even think the Callaway fucking swing machine can keep going that fast. And he's just firing balls left and right, and he stops and looks up at you, and he's just like, you know, patting the sweat on his forehead, and you're like, I'm scared for you. Quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think, you know, if you do this enough, it's gonna, uh, you'll hit that one that makes you feel good to go to the first one. When that one doesn't come, going to the first hole is, uh, it, it, it gets very nerve wracking. Right. Um, let's talk about Metalwood Studio. Metalwood Studio, like Nation Golf, is your brand of golf apparel there's also some golf accessories mm-hmm. i went on your website i think you're selling close to 60 items there's a lot to choose from uh which is great yeah so what is metalwood studios and and i'm sorry i pluralized that what is metalwood <laughs> studio and great catch thank you because i did notice I, you just I hope, called it i hope there's multiple studios at some point yeah that right would be now, great i love my garage I like, I like so. it yes it's oh it's in your garage it, it was. We can get to that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. So what is Metalwood Studio and where does the inspiration and influence come from? I mean, Metalwood as a term, much like how you were just talking about the Les Fields Par 3, which is actually literally three par on the mm-hmm. sign. There's an old kind of uh, defunct vocabulary in golf that people talked about. Mm-hmm. Metalwoods, like Nick Faldo, when he was just starting to commentate, he still like fumbles on it. He's not really sure what to call it. Is yeah, like a yeah. three wood? Is it that. a Metalwood? Is I it a... That fairway woods so especially with the accent yeah exactly i'll say this about nick faldo if you take a drink every single time 
Nick Faldo says, oh, he blocked it. You will be drunk before the back nine. Smash. Every single time a right-handed golfer pushes one just a little bit right. Oh, he blocked it. It can still be on the green. Yeah, exactly. I love a Nick Faldo. Yeah. And great no-hat guy, too, by the way. Absolutely. You (laughs) froth for golf without hats. Mm -hmm. In fact, you texted us uh, when we were doing some pre-interview prep, which is a great way to conduct the show. Just get a little text message going with your guest. This is all scripted, by the way. Yeah, it, we're totally on script right now. There's a big, <laughs> giant piece of paper behind me with questions to ask. Yeah, cue, cue, cue cards. Yeah. Right they, uh, <laughs> you, you, um, you, your favorite type of golf is golf without a hat or golf mm-hmm. before hats were a thing. Please expand upon that. It's a little um, hypocritical. I feel like, excuse me, I feel like um, I do sell a lot of hats. And I normally wear hats because I hate my hair. Mm. But I got a haircut today just for this, just for you guys. So. Great. But, um, I, I mean, it's uh, indicative of an era where people weren't getting paid $300,000, $400,000 a year That's for like a, a, a WeChat yeah. sponsorship on their hat. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just uh, people used to get dressed to go play golf. Another reason why I'm a huge Arnold Palmer guy, and I got to years ago go to the stay and play deal at Bay Hill yeah. that they do every end of the season where they let some commoners over there. <laughs> and just like, you know, you hear all the stories about like no hats in the press room or the clubhouse or whatever. And it's on all the thing. And all the old clubs in the desert used to be like that too. Mm-hmm. It's like gentlemen are to remove their hats before coming inside anywhere, you know? And now it's like, whatever. And I was talking to someone now that we're on the hat thing and uh, we're, we have a line of hats coming out that we're, we're hoping they come to spec, but we're really trying to like up the crown and like the real estate space underneath. Right. And the reason is, is those old hats, they are helmets. They were helmets <laughs> and they, yeah. they yep. ballooned in a way. And I, and, and what I realized was, is that, you know, nowadays with everything so touching and low profile, it's no wonder these guys are all going bald, you know, cause they're religiously wearing these yeah. hats that are basically like fucking beanies you right know? and it's like back then you could be sinatra with your hair combed and pomade in it you put one of those high crowners on with it just tilt to the side by the time you're done you whip that bitch off and you don't have a hair out of place dude. Right. you know and you're not going bald so exactly. there's something to be said about that but yeah you know i think it's the general thing here is just how much everything's commercialized for sponsorships and yeah whatnot. i think that's lame um but uh yeah, hats. I if I wasn't such a white pasty son of a bitch, I would go no hat. You yeah. Know? But I grew up surfing my whole life, and I'm I'm paying for it now. So I fear the sun like a fucking vampire. <laughs> you know. So it's visor every time. You should see this guy's back. It looks like the moon. Yeah. It's starting to look like a fruit leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So Metalwood Studio. It's uh, it's an apparel company. Is it fair to call it an apparel company? It didn't. It didn't start out that way. No, I. I it's fine to call it that now, but it was essentially. Um, I love the vintage shit you do. Thank How you. you that's that's what it stuff. was. It was like yeah. a, a pop and eBay page love for a while. It. That was it. like a curated use bin, mm-hmm. um, not having to sift through like mm-hmm. dog shit at at mm-hmm. Roger Dunn, uh, you know, or any kind of mom and pop. Uh, barrel sniping place totally. right like it's it's 
you know, um, V steels and Orlamar tri metals and that kind of stuff. But that like gearhead in me wanted to tell a story about like why is the V steel the best three wood in the world mm-hmm. or ever made? And it doesn't have anything to do with technology. It's just like the fact that Mike Weir won the Masters against mm-hmm. the Wilds with those, and and like they're uh, nostalgic. It's like mm-hmm. what uh, what song was playing when you lost your virginity? Yeah. What drive? That's a, what, that's a hold on. That's not a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, it was the uh, ending to um, Jaws. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in theater. <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie Armageddon in sure. the credits. Wow. You know, that's when she went inside. You know, yeah. and, um, it's been a home run ever since. But I was a big uh, uh, steelhead too. Okay. Callaway Steel yeah. too. I had one, uh, one of those. But yeah. you remember, like, uh, like, oh, I, I had that club the first time I beat my dad. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I had. I was so in love with that club, and I was so confident with it. And like, I don't know if you knew this, but my grandpa was one of the founding members at the plantation. And mm-hmm. so when they first opened in '96, I um, when I found out that he had. Um, special rights for like no guest fees and stuff like that i was like all right every other friday i'm driving out here to play golf with you at 11 o'clock and he loved it yeah and at the time i did it selfishly because i just wanted to taste that place because it was heaven (laughs) you know especially the early days and uh and two i look at back at it now and it's just like what a wonderful thing i got to experience for a few seasons just like playing golf on at the twilight of his golfing life Mm -hmm. and uh but I had this club, I was so proud of it, and I was like, I never hit this bad, you know. We, <laughs> Gino, who used to be one of Hal Sutton's um, standing caddies, he's a he was a big caddy over there for a long time. I used to drive him home. Huge gambling problem. Like mm-hmm. I'd have to drop him off at the casino, you know, <laughs> on my way out of town. But uh That sounds like you're an enabler. Yeah, so not so nine is a par five, and it kinda goes up a little bit and then down a little bit, there's a pond on the left, and it's kinda sets up for a draw, but then you know, they have that like plantation style Augusta looking meets Spanish colonial clubhouse and it's yeah. just like white glorious right behind the green right there and there's this huge patio and it's like fucking Saturday morning and like there's everyone out there eating lunch and shit and I'm just like oh. he's like you got like two whatever to it and never and I was just like watch this dude. you know <laughs> and just hit it on the first groove and it was just a dead straight missile that I knew it was going 300 yards and I was like, oh, God. This ball airmailed the green, like, fast, you know? Scraping. And fucking... Oh, no. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Look at it. I'm just like, fuck! You know? The only young guy there, you know? Yeah, right. I'm just like, oh, God, that just shattered my mind. So I did have some bad memories with that club, but I had a lot of good mostly ones. Mostly good ones. Yeah, mostly right. good yeah, exactly. If you are influenced heavily by the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. I mean, the only place you could possibly get that influence would be by watching the tour on TV, right? Like, did you get the influence by watching these 80s and 90s golfers? No, I don't think I, I did, really, because I... <clears throat> I've always watched golf and I've always played golf, but it wasn't really from that. I just feel like, um, and we could talk about my past experience if you want, or past work experience, but like I was working as a buyer for a luxury kind of uh, apparel retailer. So 
<clears throat> noticing how trends circulate and mm-hmm. um, I guess old becomes new, new becomes old kind of thing. Sure. Um, and I noticed the cycle with golf and what you know has been going on in this like golf renaissance period that we're all experiencing right now. All things come back. Right. And um, just like heavily influenced by mm-hmm. uh, like just vintage fashion and how it has made its way to the mainstream now in contemporary culture. Right. And granted, golf is like anywhere from five to eight years behind the um, minimum. Minimum, minimum of the uh, the flex fit hat. Yeah, the new. You're yeah. like what? Flamingo friends. It's <laughs> yeah, like they were yeah. wearing that to right, Coachella guys, in 2012. Sharks, I have a unique opportunity for you. You yeah. put birds of paradise yeah. all over this polo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, look, it stretches, yeah. you know, and you're like, get away from me. So, hey, I saw that episode of Shark Tank. Yeah, I mean the the, the guy exactly that bought in, uh, Robert Havlicek, member at Sherwood. You've seen him there, mm. head to toe, like ten different types of flowers. It's crazy. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Really surprised his name's not Brad or Chad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, but it's but it's happening outside of golf and in, in the yeah. the zeitgeist. So mm-hmm. it's like it's going to happen in golf, and and not that I'm trying to like make a shortcut yeah but i i do genuinely like wearing the clothes that i wear and i've never been one to like buy a golf costume for just strictly golfing yeah and um so boy they are landing an airplane Jesus outside Christ. of the studio Should we take right a now? short break come back for a second which is crazy because this was yeah. all ryan's idea this to is crack uh, the door. yeah this was my idea actually ladies gonna, and gentlemen this is the fellowship here and, fill up our drinks you know and we'll be right back yeah, after yeah, this yeah, yeah. lucky strike if you like taste in your cigarette you get it with luckies this is all the taste a smoker could want it's rich and smooth the taste of fine tobacco and let me tell you once you start getting that taste you'll want to keep getting it so come on Get that fine tobacco taste. Get lucky. The taste to start with, the taste to stay with. Get Lucky Strike. And we're back. Thank you for joining the fellowship. Sorry for that um, commercial we just showed you. but uh, that Actually, was that. thank you for the sponsors. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you to the sponsors. Yeah, why would you apologize? That was a brilliant commercial. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet because we haven't put it in, but we'll see it when this airs. Yeah. Um, since we have no idea what we were talking about we before... Don't. An airplane was landing outside of the uh, the studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just completely change gears here. You used to play college golf at LMU. Ish. Ish? Yeah, I was really bad. Okay, but you played, and you were I on did. the team. Yeah. Did okay. you learn that beautiful swing in college, or is that after the fact? No, I, I mean... Uh, Have you always had that smooth I've action? I've always taken lessons from one dude. and one, Well, I mean, I've, I've yeah. seen... Yeah. Uh, Demigod Ron Del Barrio for mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. no Donald Emmerich at Rancher Carlsbad. Shout wow, out to D E. Yeah. yeah, that's tight. Yeah, um, LMU Loyola Marymount University in Silicon Beach is nothing to sneeze at. This isn't a community college. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like playing college golf? It's a lot of fun. Uh, we were really, really spoiled uh, with our home courses, and I think that. Having the opportunity to play Division One sports mm-hmm. in college is is just like a dream come true. Um, but 
I mean, I mean, I played three years there. I kind of fucked around my junior year, and um, I mean, I knew it wasn't gonna be like a forever thing. So. Yeah. Okay. So I, I enjoyed gonna, my time in college. I was gonna ask you: Were there any professional aspirations? And uh, you can I be mean, honest about it. Maybe you as thought, a kid. Okay, as yeah. a kid, you thought maybe I'm gonna go yeah. pro. Yeah. Because college, that's a pretty high level to play at. Sure. And these home courses you're talking about, we have a lot of Southern California viewers and listeners. What mm-hmm. were the home courses that you would play at LMU? I feel like bad saying it, but like Monday was LA North. Mm. Tuesday was Old Ranch. Wednesday was like a fuck off day. You'd probably go to the range. Thursday was Wilshire. Wow. Um, and then on the weekends, like sometimes we'd get a tree, we'd play like. Bel Air, Sherwood, or uh, Brentwood. Actually, Brentwood was kind of Wednesdays. Have you played Bel Air since the redo? I have. What was? Uh, what's your takeaway? Just ruined it. Fuck. It's fucking I was awful. Hoping that wasn't the case. No, I mean the the water's gone on the first and third hole. One of the sickest par threes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, this isn't my original hot take because I, I listened to. I actually feel bad about this. I am going to throw shade on one thing. It was uh, uh, Trap Draw podcast. I heard about a uh, a Angelino coming on and like talking and like ranking all the uh, oh, country it. clubs and the people that play there and all that kind of stuff. And he was spot on. But I hadn't listened to the episode. I just heard the ranking from other people. So I was like co-signing this podcast and then i listened to it i was like i fucking hate this yeah but um there's nothing i hate more than a rank yeah I, well, okay but i really true truly do believe that there is like a, there rank, is a rank in la rank. like country clubs of course there is. and the new hillcrest design the top three like really? catapulted past bel-air past brentwood like mm. hillcrest is nuts wow yeah wow did you not play your senior year i didn't and that was just because. Congratulations! Thank you. That was like, yeah, yeah. I got a very, job. I got a job. Very. Oh well, that's maybe not congratulations. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was an internship. Oh, even more, even better. Which before Thick Owens, my handle was going to be Intern Cole because I'm forever the intern. Mm. Now you're the big boss, dude. So well, I still am the intern. I still do all of my shit. So. Isn't that the funniest part about the whole thing? So oh, I know. Yeah. We're schlepping orders to the post office. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You put your hands on everything. Mm-hmm. There's quality Just control. Just a real salt of the earth type of thing. I actually like it, all right? I do like being involved in the process and knowing that, hey, this order was packed by one of the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's personally signed. It on the way How many out? orders yes. do you fuck up this week, are? Uh, we don't know yet. Cause <laughs> um, it takes a week to yeah, find out. Yeah. You, know, you, you were mentioning, you know, kissing the order. What yeah. Ryan will do. Is he will go like this? He'll take, a, he'll take a big draw of a stogie. He's my signature maneuver. Blow yeah. it on the shirt. You sick fuck. And yeah. send it. And we actually. And then I take. I have the fattest, <laughs> the fattest chisel tip sharpie. Not the one that like comes in that like gray container. The one that comes in the aluminum can. Right. That has like an endless amount of ink. You know, like the one you would use to like do the college calligraphy fucking scorecards. Right. And I I do my best Donald Trump fucking font. And I just go in thick, bold letters this big, thanks, whatever the guy's name is, and I sign my name, dude. And it's just like... We actually had a customer complain recently that the garment (laughs) smelled like cigar smoke. (laughs) And Ingle wrote back, 
that is the nicest thing anyone has ever told me. Thank you. And the customer wrote back, I'm not complimenting you. I'm actually sort of pissed. Yeah. Uh, would you care to exchange it for me? And I think Engel wrote back, no, no, I wouldn't. Um, I'm, I told him, wash it, and if it still stinks, I'll give you your money back. Which is funny because... Customer wa- yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah. Washing the garment goes against the call card that comes with the garment. Right. It's a, we're a dry, dry clean brand. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, hey, that thing we told you not to do, Just fucking do it. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll exchange it when you ruin it. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but, but that was a great moment. So as a, as a college, uh, <laughs> former college golfer, mm-hmm. you're obviously a bit of a stick. I've seen your swing. Um, I watched the video that Scratch TV put out. Great mechanics. And um, in this video <laughs> that Scratch put out, one of your friends, I believe, says what's so infuriating about Cole is he makes the game of golf harder on himself intentionally by playing old equipment, right. and he's still so much better than us, uh, which I thought was just awesome because I, I could imagine playing with you and you're using all these 90s clubs and you're just... Flying it past It's a everybody. built-in excuse. Uh-huh. If you saw You're it, losing yeah. money. Yeah. It is, but... My clubs are from the 90s. That's what... You that's can't what beat up. Me, it's like, that, pick on someone your own size. That's what right. drew me to what you were doing, um, like, wholeheartedly, was, you know, I, I was in the surf game and surf culture and stuff, and I had just gotten back really into golf at mm. that same time, which was right before, I guess, for lack of a better term, before the 460 CC era. Before... Graph like graphite's been around for a long time, but before graphite was every standard, right, right? Right, right? And so, like, it's funny because I see the romance in all those clubs, and I think that's what, in my opinion, what made golf so cool is that you had to have someone show you the way, and then you had to punish yourself through that buffer period of sucking because mm-hmm. the equipment sucked, yeah. and then you get to that threshold, and it's almost like a badge of honor, and then you start looking at clubs differently, going like. Oh my God! I wonder what it's like to just punish myself with that thing, right? Exactly. You know, and it's I just love it. And I remember, statistic. you know, it's funny because we probably were living similar, um, parallel lives, but with you being in, you know, college golf and probably knowing the the elite versions of that equipment better, or the true benefits of like new technology, right? But also, like, you know, at the time that I was searching around Roger Dunn, you probably had a little bit more of an avenue to get a little bit nicer custom stuff in that same genre mm-hmm. and time frame, right? I remember there was a time like where I would go to Roger Dunn and it was like I would walk into the fairway wooden driver section and I would just go like this. I'm looking for chrome. Anything with a fucking steel shaft, you know? Right. And yeah. it's like Yeah, exactly. Oh, like what the fuck is this? Like yeah. oh and you walk over to the mat and you're just like ding boom you see like a low and running book and you're just like, like Nine ninety nine. I'm taking that yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. You know what I but mean. The people working there, are like, you what sure are you, you don't want to try the new yeah. G four twenty five? It's yeah. like you're like, no, dude. no, Get the fuck out of my yeah, face. No, I, you know, I think, like for me personally, I was a decent player when I was young, but I loved it, you know, and and I loved the romance of those clubs, like I was saying. That those old, I remember like getting that the nine seven five J with a steel shaft, you know, mm-hmm. and like I think the difference then was like. I felt like I was a better driver of the ball with the older equipment just because it made me, you, you had to settle down and treat it like a long iron. Yeah. And then you also had to like pick your spot, like you're hitting a bump and run. And if you hit it on the screws, like it might only fly 250, but if you're picking the right part of the fairway and playing the break or the way of the hole, 
you're going to get 60 fucking yards of roll yeah. out of that yeah, bitch. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like that is now lost. Now it's just like just fly it as far as fly I can. Fly it as far as I can. And we just we really lost the romance in equipment. So I just personally I love what you're doing and bringing that stuff. I Thank pull you. up your posts and stuff and I'm just like, god, I remember those. Those were bitching, you know. I think the best comments are aren't necessarily like young kids like commenting like oh this is sick or whatever it's like the old this guys. guy that just got instagram who lives <laughs> in chattanooga tennessee that's like totally i won my high school state amateur with totally. the, that club i'm like totally. that's nuts totally. like that's the coolest that's the coolest comment totally. uh, I, you could possibly give me so can you believe that there was a time not long ago where you could go to a roger dunn and there'd be 300 beryllium copper i2 wedges just sitting there waiting well, so to be there's bought. there's like people still trading that stuff in and you have to wonder like where it all goes because yeah. roger dunn can't this is great product placement for roger dunn no shit cut the we check. should have roger and cut dunn on this show the check. at some point um <laughs> the <laughs> i'll tell him how you really because the last time i walked into roger dunn santa Ana with you you walked in and you go roger dunn fucking sucks <laughs> It just used to be a honey hole. Now no, it's just, yeah, it's no, like a commercial. It's great. It's just like you have to dig and yeah. you have to, yeah. there's new clubs that cycle in every day. So it's much like picking for vintage. You have right. to go and pay attention. Yeah. And you're Do like, you like that process? Because yes, it's the best thing in the world. Okay. I have a record player at home and it's yep. not some dumb little Crossley that you buy from Urban Outfitters. It's a legit record player <laughs> on an old school console. Yep. Um, it sounds great and it looks great and I love putting on some wax on the weekends when you got time to sit down and yep. do it. I actually do not like the process of going to a record store and knowing I'm going to have to be in there for hours on end just to find that one gem. Okay, but, but what's that the is alternative? Some... Paying triple the price because someone did the digging for you. Yeah, that's that's very true. Or the alternative is that same cable. Spotify. Yes, the same <laughs> cable that plugs into the back of your turntable plugs oh, into your phone man. and you have it instantly. It doesn't have the snap, crack, and pop. It, it doesn't. There's no warmth to it. I agree with you. So I'm kind of straddling this line of I really like the end product I right. really like the feel. I like physically touching it. It's just, just all that time spent. But listening to records, like who am I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are the acoustics in that Toyota Corolla? I don't play records in my Toyota Corolla. Okay, <laughs> I play records in my Fullerton two bedroom one bath. All right, and it sounds great because it's built perfectly. It's like a sound bath. Um, but I did want to talk to you about as a former college golfer who has played a lot of competitive golf. Mm-hmm. Now that you're not that but you still have this great swing and you still know how to play and your friends still know that you are going to beat them when you go out. What's like your perfect round? Not in terms of score, but in terms of feel. Like, are you going out there to go low? Are you going out there to have fun with your friends? Are you going out there to put on some music and just relax and get away from things? Or are you going out there to like relive some glory days? When Cole Young goes out to the golf course as a former competitive college golfer who played D1, uh-huh. but doesn't do that anymore, and loves the 90s and everything, and has played at some of the best courses, but also has played at Rancho Park Part 3 and Los Feliz Part 3. What's your perfect day on the golf course? Winning a lot of money. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about these money there, games. This happens very seldom, but... Okay, but you're frequently in big money games? Not like big... Uh, I mean, with one particular person, it's typically... How often do you play that person? Uh, 10 times a year. Okay. So that's 
almost once a month. Yeah. And it gets your juices going. Does it remind you of what it was like playing in college? Or is it like, I need to make this money to make rent? No, like, what's, nothing, what's the whole, what's the feeling behind nothing it? Nothing really reminds me of playing in college because. You can't pump it, up your life. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spot on. No, I, I mean, everything was like, uh, everything was about score. Mm hmm. And it's just not about score anymore. I think it's, uh, I'm like a smarter golfer mm. now than I was in college. Mm -hmm. And whether that be because of the equipment I'm playing or like the different types of course, courses I'm playing. Yeah. Um, I just play, I have like my golf IQ is higher, if that makes sense. So, um, but my ideal round is playing like, high-low dots with like my college friends who mm -hmm. in a way are the muse of metalwood because the muse of metalwood is this kid that grew up on the junior circuit that had all the signs of like a professional golfer all the nuances like the that'll buff out don't, <laughs> don't worry about that the uh the cord grips with the logo down only mm. stickers on the bottom of your bag if you use like a clip towel, like I know I'm beating you, it's like only towels that you've stolen from the hotel that you're. And they have to be dirty. And they have to be torched. Totally. So there's like a certain look, and Metalwood is in a way making fun of myself in that like I'm not on tour. Like there's no reason to have like a Janneking towel. But that was the the romance I'm talking about. That like because to get to that level to know that shit like cord logo down and like. It's again, it's like the punishment, you know? Right. And then like the fashion that came with it, like there's like the true core bag fashion. Right. And so like my, yeah. my buddy has a, a blown out ping hoofer yeah. stand bag. And he won't get rid of it. He won't get rid of it. And there's some golfers that would be like, I'm going to beat the pants off this dude today. And there's another group of golfers like, I'm not touching that guy yeah. i'm not playing him for money because i know that dude is a fucking stick totally so there's uh there's this like romance of uh the junior golfer that had aspirations to play professional golf that is so washed beyond belief it's like uncle rico and napoleon mm -hmm. dynamite it's like, a cult yeah it's a cult it is it's like i cult. used to throw a football over those mountains totally like, yeah i fucking love that yeah you know and there, nowadays there are very few of i'm gonna make possibly make a mistake here and group myself into it us of those guys left you know and uh you know if i do say so myself but um it, it it's funny because you just that romance is gone and those guys aren't around mm -hmm. and when you see them you know and uh they i run oh totally yeah but i i had a couple older friends that really showed me the ropes with all that shit you know and he was just like no lampkin cross eye cord logo down this one don't ever that. stray and i like dude if i have a club that doesn't have one of those on it like i'll start acting like hawk and just hosel rocketing shit because i'm all in my own fucking mind you know you don't talk to you about that yes i do because Jesus if i Christ. don't we're never going to talk yeah <laughs> uh i did want to ask you about and this is just my own kind of, I have a personal agenda with this question. As a former jock golfer who's no longer a jock golfer, what are your feelings on the club twirl? 
being done by a non-professional <laughs> golfer. When you log on to golf Instagram and you see someone at the driving range and they hit like a buttery five iron. That's the only way to do it. And then they twirl their club like they're Tiger Woods at uh, Chester, Washington. What What are your feelings when someone... The only in- places to do it is on the range uh-huh. or a dog track. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, because it's just ironic at that point? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's even better if you're, you've bladed the shit out of it and yeah. <laughs> screaming okay. over the green. Yeah. It, it, and you twirl it. Okay, I can see or how if you that... you top a shot, you're I, like, bite! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how that would be funny. Yeah. Um, I like to throw in the spin and then go in. That's right. my go-to Like yeah. when I hit it shitty. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's something... Or I, do, I throw in a nice nice shot, asshole, like yeah. talking to myself. There's know? something about watching someone twirl the club that it's like it hanging you. truck nuts from a truck. It just... It, <laughs> It makes me want to punch them so bad. Like, like, nuts. like, what are you doing, God, dude? Uh, that was a good one. Why are you twirling your club? Right. What are you doing? I, I, I don't get it. It's like, you know, Steph Curry does it's, the it's, shimmy. It is really funny when people... They're like, I'm think so. It qualifies them to like they yeah, hit a right, shot that yeah. qualifies them to twirl the shot. It, it's wild. It's like, who do you think you are? Right. I don't, you, you cannot do what you just did. I mean, it's it's so played out that it, it makes me sick to see it. And, you know, we're, we're a couple of Tiger guys here, you and yeah. I. There's a difference when the world's greatest golfer who's ever walked the planet twirls his club and walks it down because he is swagged out of his mind mm-hmm. and he's Tiger fucking Woods. And you're a guy at the driving range who's twirling his club on camera and posting it to Instagram and taking yourself seriously I'll, when you do I'll, it. I'll take it one farther that I, I personally don't even like when Tiger does it. Especially one where he throws it out here and does it like, and now, like walks it out. You're can like, I ask why are you doing? there's only two Tiger fans in here? Because I, I do want to talk about the I actually more, No, but. actually, um, I was a huge, I mean, we're talking about that era. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched that we, Masters. Real quick, do we have vomit bags under the couch? Because I know this take, and it's going to make Oh, no, you, you don't. Fuck. Come on, fuck. <laughs> I watched that same Masters in real time. I was at Roger Dunn the next day and watched every Terillium fucking uh, gone off the rack. Like, yeah. And I was one of them that fucking bought one. You know what I mean? Do you still have it? Fuck yeah, I do. It's in my trunk of my Cadillac. I'll show it to you when we go out there. Watch your Cadillac. Um and then uh, you know what I do with my putters is I do uh, I counterweight and I do lead tape wrapped under the grip. Sicko. Where are we? Sicko move. Psychopath. Where yeah. are we on your on your tiger tape? Oh yeah, so <laughs> you should put sand in the shot. <laughs> Seriously, dude, I had this one five wood. Oh, we're never gonna yeah, get yeah, yeah, tape. You don't even like the take anyway, Hawk. <laughs> I had this one five wood that had something in there, and it was it was like a metronome. No matter what. By the time it got to fucking impact, it was where it needed to be anyways. And so I fucking used it. It was probably illegal by USGA rules because the club was broken, but it was like, you know, and I was just like this. When you have a club that works, you're like, fuck everyone else. This yeah. club is money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I'm not changing the grip. I'm not doing anything that's, until this club gets stolen. Excuse me. Oh, that's fine. the uh, that's the best Fred Couple story is. Um, totally. Bam Bam. He, uh, he like... He like broke a club at the Bob Hope, right? Yeah. And he's with Ben Crenshaw and his wife, and they're on the range like a week before. And he asked Ben Crenshaw's wife, like, "Let me see your three wood real quick." Love the story. So women's flex shaft and just smashing the shit out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm bagging it," and then won that week. Mm. 
So I got a club. So you, I'm gonna club works. I'm gonna get out of frame real quick. You guys, give me one sec. Keep yeah. talking. Um, uh, going back to the twirl. Yeah. I I want to give a shout out to Jimmy the twirl. <laughs> what I don't know name? if you follow him on Instagram, but I feel he, like every person ever named Jimmy is Jimmy the something. Right. It's a prefix. Yes. Right. So Jimmy the twirl is uh like. A really good golfer, mm-hmm. but he has period correct like Tiger Club, Tiger Clubs, like all the Nike VR Pro ones, mm. and he has the twirl, the arm swing, and the walk towards like the arm swing to a like, fucking T, and yeah. it and he does it on good shots, uh-huh. he does it on bad shots, yeah. he does it on the range, yeah. and it's the funniest thing you've ever. No, seen. That's I can respect. That. I, I, yeah. I can absolutely respect that. It's the guys who are just doing it for themselves that I don't like. So this was in an era where you know in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, these guys would come to the clubs for demo day and it'd be like, yeah. check out these wedges and we can customize them any way you want. Right. So my grandparents got his and hers. This was my grandpa's. God, when he died, so I that the first, when my grandpa passed away, I raced to his house and I grabbed everything I could. I got the old posters from his tournaments, his club, anything that I could get away with from his, his new wife that she would let me. And uh, <laughs> that, that was one of them. So fast forward a couple years later. Oh, wow. <laughs> so is fast forward. Has this club ever been twirled? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I twirl it when I, I chip. Only when I chip do I twirl. But uh, <laughs> so I get this call, and it's a good friend of mine who was a college player, too. Really weird guy. Like, he was like, you know, Ryan, when I'm putting, can you go stand on the flag so no one touches it? And I'm like, what? He's like, just trust me. Like, like psycho, psychopathic yeah. shit. It's just you funny know? because he's taken that now to his game. He doesn't. Yeah, want he ruined me. Right. Now I'm like, Ingle. Well, does no, not it's because want... of this. This is for the viewers at home. This is this is a chotch move right here. If you're the high handicapper, you have the longer putt. Everyone's in tight for birdie. They're patiently waiting their time to roll the rock in. They're trying to get one on old man par, and the high handicapper's far away, and he fucking. Finally hits a good putt, and it's like, that's a gimme, Chad, you know? And he goes and picks up his ball. He's like, huh. so what does he do? He walks over there and grabs a flagstick and fucking holds it, and it's going in the wind. <laughs> and here you are. You're like, okay, motherfucker, now you get to hold the flag while I putt for birdie. Right. Why don't you just leave that fucking on the ground? I'll pick it up when I'm done, you know? So anyways, this is the guy who called me. He ruined me for life now that I'm flag conscious. <laughs> um, so he calls me. He's like. And I am now, too. And I'm yeah, yeah. Now. It's like, yeah, see how weird it is? Yeah, when I go out and play with England, I'm like, don't touch the don't flag. T- until everyone's flag, done. you guys. Yeah. We've so, never played together. Yeah. So I, I well, you played, in front of, you played in front of me in one of those tournaments. I was just club twirling. No. And that's when I was like, I could see that you were having a good time and you were playing with, with it's Rob, not Rod. It's the... Ron. Ron, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Rob, that guy's Rob, fucking Ron? classic, by the way. Yeah, he is. So classic uh, you remembered his name. I don't remember anybody's name. And uh, it's a really bad habit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this guy calls me. He's like, what was your grandma's name? And I was like, Phyllis? And he's like, I who have a, you? A, the guy who taught me the flag. Oh, thing. oh, oh, oh. And I haven't talked no to him in shit. years. And he's like, I have I have her wedge. And I was like, what are you talking about? No and he's like, way. Phyllis Ingle, right? And I'm like, yeah. So I go over there and get it. It's the same thing, but she but her, her, her logo was an elephant. She loved elephants. Got it. And it said Phyllis Ingle. His grandpa found it in a used bin. Shut the fuck up. Chipped wow. with it and was like, this thing's... There's something about it. It's magic. It's probably like five degrees flat because it was a women's club. Right. It's all vintage. It has this pointy fucking toe, no bounce, sharp as fuck. But for some reason, you chip with this thing and it's like whatever. So I gift it to my wife. When I married her, she always asked me, can I use that club? And I was like, no, you need to prove yourself on the course that you're not going to lose the club. 
this thing means a lot to me. You know what I mean? Like, because she, she was doing the thing where you like don't set the club down in the way back to the cart, so then you're going back for it. So you're right. like, oh, red flag, you're gonna lose a wedge. You know what I mean? That was Nothing the like red flag in her first red flag in our marriage. So finally, your clubs. it's unbelievable. She she yeah. she's you know getting her way around the course and she's pretty good. And and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, this is you know this is my wedding gift to you. You can have my grandma's club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she gets it. We go out to Indian Wells. The what a great wedding gift, by the way. The a first day. The first day. <laughs> The first day, we're playing with Steve and Tommy. First day. Were they out of bowling balls? First hole. She misses the green. She's actually a pretty good player for never playing. Mm -hmm. Misses the green. Grabs, we call her Phyllis, the wedge, obviously. Grabs it. Chips it. Hits the pin and lands this short. Like, like, comes out. And she's like, and Steve looks at me. Because we were chipping with it before. And we're like, there's something about this club. Steve who? Two fucking holes later, she chips in for birdie on a par three. Wow. And then she's getting up and down from the bunker and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that club is fucking magic. And that's why the old timer held onto it. But I got wow. it back, dude. Um, so anyways, I brought that to show you. Thank God I know you'd guy, like. Huh? You, yeah, yeah. This thing's know, sweet. It's sweet. But uh, uh, the grooves are... Dots. Conforming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, this thing is sweet. It actually kind of spins the ball in a weird way. But no lambkin... No. Well, that's the original grip. I'm not fucking Yeah, don't that. touch it. Yeah. This thing is sweet. I think that's one of those chamois grips or whatever the fuck those were. Cool. Chamois. I want to uh, get you out on the same thing that I got Crano, Eric Crane, our yeah, first guest out on. Yeah. What are your favorite and least favorite parts of golf? Let's end it on positive. So let's start with your least favorite part of golf. Um... The silence alarms are going off. Oh, my God. Wait, what do you hate about golf? The golf jocks. Golf yeah. jocks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, my least favorite thing about golf is golf jocks. And... They come in all shapes and sizes. They come in all shapes and sizes. And, and there's a I lot of them. I think that Barstool Sports mm-hmm. has done a lot for golf. In getting eyes on golf. Mm-hmm. But... People took that and twisted it so fucking hard and turned it into driving carts into their buddies. Their buddies. And posting it for a thousand likes that last a yeah, minute. And exactly. then everyone goes and, and does shotgunning it. Shotgunning beers and yeah. all that kind of what stuff. What did I miss? We're just talking shit on Barstool. Yeah. Cole um, is getting loose. The. Like, it's fine. It's the majority now, so that it is the majority you know I mean? now. By the and way, so, it's not fine, but go on. It's yeah. it's fine because, unfortunately, it behooves me to root them on because more eyes in golf means more, more eyes on Metalwood, more yeah. eyes on Malvin, so more eyes on basically national what you're saying is you nation, agree with every stance and um, call out I've ever done, but you just didn't want to be the guy to say it. Well, what do you love? Have, what do you love about that. golf? What do you well, love about real golf? Real quick, I hope we had that deep side <laughs> mic'd up. When you said you agree with everything I said, but you don't have hey, the balls in. No one agrees with everything I, I said. You know, your your silence does. is deafening. Nobody okay, does. so you hate golf jocks, and that is in complete concert with us here. What is your favorite thing about the game of golf? Um, my favorite thing about golf is. Spending sometimes like six hours with like-minded people that 
also think completely different. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're like-minded because they like golf, but they think different because they like different things about it. Right. Exactly. And you're going to learn about it. That yeah. Way. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the best parts about golf is it's an excuse. Or I'm sorry, not an excuse, but a vehicle to spend a lot of time with someone that you normally wouldn't. And right. you're always going to come out of it a more you learned and empathetic person yep. to what they like. You can't leave early unless you're a huge pile of shit. No, you can't leave. That is so blatantly false. You can leave early if you have kids. Because the wife is at home ready to absolutely <sighs> kill you. Now, you're in a very long-term relationship. Uh-huh. Um... I like how you celebrate every one of your anniversaries on Instagram. Yeah. Very, very cute. Um, I, it's great. And um, you're not married yet. No. Okay. But when you do get married and you do have kids. If that's what he chooses. Yeah. Thank you. Your body, your choice. Um, the uh, the game of golf. She's not going to watch it. So. Yeah. I oh, she highly will. doubt she'll watch it. My mom's going to watch it. My girlfriend won't. Yeah. What's your mom's name? Lynn. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Thanks for lending your son to us. He has been absolutely charming young man. You charming young man. My absolutely. lungs won't recover from no. this episode. Well, <laughs> uh, but okay. So anyway, um, we have a million dollar filtration system. Yes, when um w- when you do have uh, a wife and kids, the game mm-hmm. of golf. Uh, you say that you like the six hour round. He's uh, going to go into why his wife hates. No, no. I'm just going to say you're going to be more prone to liking the three and a half hour round. I'm going to say like your least favorite thing in the world right now. I can't wait. You have to earn it. Mm. You should earn that six hour round. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, you know, on that note. I'm Cody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, I had my face clenched, but we went through I'd like to it. officially present you with a gold smoking cup lapel. God damn. Yes. Um, Can I you, put that on you? Yeah, yeah please. please. Thank you. That thing's um, beautiful. Thank you so you've much. Been a, you've been a wonderful guest. Um, man, I'll tell you what. Whether it was the airplane landing or just the uh, incredible depth of conversation we just had, this was one for the books. I want to thank all 62 people that are going to watch this later today. Actually, Cole promised us uh, 20,000. That's right, true. Thank yeah. you. No pressure. Who are you going to have on next week to do uh, the word avant-garde? Great. Eric Crane. You know what's great about our show? in two weeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me know. You know what's great about our show is uh, tomorrow morning is when Adam texts me like, so who are we getting next week? <laughs> As a former radio producer, you can't just sit around and wait. You have to book out. You have to be proactive. You have to be proactive. Which is why we plan about four days in advance. It's not a a problem until it's a problem. Yeah. Right. Now, I personally want to thank Nick Smith, who is our wonderful producer, our wonderful production guy. We absolutely love him. Nick, we told you we'd go 30 minutes. I think we went 90. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing it. Cole, thank you for being here. Guys, make sure that you check out at Metalwood Studio. Metalwood Studio. And one more cheers to the fellowship. To the fellowship. Hey, to the fellowship. To the thank fellowship. You guys. Thanks, it. guys. Well, that was a long one. That I was like great. It. No, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm